Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Happy motherfucking Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy hump day. And thank you for joining us for another episode of Politics But Make It Fashion. Come interview with us. And today we have a really, really special interview. We are interviewing a brand new second lady of Pennsylvania, Blair Holmes Davis. So let me tell you a little bit about Blair. She is a director of community relations for the Pittsburgh Steelers. In her role, she is in charge of spearheading the organization's community engagement initiatives, social programs, and working with each of the players on their community outreach and charitable giving. Prior to joining the Pittsburgh Steelers, she was the director of community outreach at Adiago Health. In her role, she was in charge of developing and implementing the organization's advocacy platform and work collectively with a variety of community stakeholders to create healthcare and education partnerships throughout Western PA. Blair has over in a nonprofit sector and has presented as a, at a variety of local and regional conferences on the social justice movement and sports and leadership and youth organizing. Blair graduated from California University of Pennsylvania in 2012 with a degree in communication serves on the boards of the YMCA of Greater Pittsburgh, Urban League of Greater Pittsburgh, and Gwen's Girls Fisha Foundation. I can't pronounce anything. So thank you so much, Blair, for joining us. Thank you so much for being here. No, thank you for having me. It's truly thank an you. honor. And I feel like I can't even, we have had so many technical difficulties tonight that we never have. And I truly think it's the power that you are bringing to the microphone, Blair. Right. <laughs> no, no, right. I've, I always push through. So I'm looking forward to the conversation. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much. So Chelsea, why don't you start us off here? Okay, you know what? I would love to, Amber and Blair. There's going to be no dipping of toes over here. We're just jumping right in. Yes. So I need to know, <laughs> this is the biggest question, but I need to know a little bit about your journey to becoming the second lady of our great state of Pennsylvania. And I know that can mean like a 45-minute dissertation, <laughs> but I am so <laughs> curious to hear the high points, the low points, the points that matter the most to you. Yeah, no, right. absolutely. So I'll start uh, with the the highlight version. So I would have to say it started uh, summer 2012, uh, just graduated from college. I was uh, interning at the August Wilson Center um, in downtown Pittsburgh, which uh, is an, an organization in a space that's near and dear to my heart and, and Austin's as well. But I met um, my husband and, and our Lieutenant Governor Austin Davis there. Um, Austin was attending an event um, and a mutual friend of ours introduced us um, and Austin was scared to ask for my number and so he <laughs> put his uh, cell phone number on the back of his business card um, in his defense we were around a lot of people so I think he was he was scared I was gonna say no um, but uh, I, you know after after that we didn't see each other for for a couple of months um, friended each other over over Facebook and um, went out for drinks uh, I want to say within that week and we've been together for 10 years, married six years, September 1st. Um, mm. And so, you know, one thing that um, really kind of spoke to me when uh, I was dating Austin and throughout our um, our entire marriage and, and relationship together is that he always had a passion for service and both of us came from really small towns. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I love my husband for, for multiple reasons, but one thing is that we always realize that our work is bigger than us. Um, and I think um, both of our passion for helping people and helping our communities has always, always stuck through. Um, and so at, we got married uh, September, um, September 1st, and then- Oh, you got your anniversary? Yes. Yeah, so our anniversary oh, is September first. So we got um, married to that September first, two thousand seventeen. Um, and Austin, um, you know, I knew he always had a passion for running for office. Um, and there was a special election um, for a state representative seat here um, uh, in uh, the Mom Valley area. And so uh, within six months, uh, special elections are very, very short. Um, we mm -hmm. moved into our house in McKeesport. And then he came home and was like, hey, I'm going to run for this. And I said, awesome. That sounds great. Let me know. I can help. And he's like, well, 
we got to have a campaign headquarters. And so what do you think <laughs> if we like, have our house packed? Like, <laughs> and I said, okay. like, you realize we just got married just a couple of months ago. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm, I'm the type of person. I always just say like, you know, just go all in, no matter what you do, just give it your all. And so I said, all right, let's go for it. So it was in the middle of January, the the campaign. And so as you can imagine, moving into a new house and having door knockers come in, in and out of the house and everything like that. And so um, he, uh, you know, won, won his seat, um, has been serving, had ser- served at the time um, five years as state representative, um, and then, you know, decided to, to run for lieutenant governor um, with our, our good friend, Josh Shapiro, uh, now our current governor. Um, and, and yeah, so that's kind of the, the trajectory, uh, really kind of highlight version of of kind of how how where we are at today, um, and so it's been a, a couple of months. It's, it was a long campaign trail, a really good time, but really long at the same time too. So I'm I'm really excited to to get settled into this position um, and really to help and, and serve people in Pennsylvania. So wow, wow. Um, <laughs> do you feel like coming from a small town um, helped you in your journey and kind of like giving you a good foundation or no? No, absolutely. I think um, especially in Western Pennsylvania, I came from a really small steel mill town. Um, So, you know, where steel mills were there, there was a thriving businesses, thriving community. Um, And then when the steel mills closed, um, there's really nothing there at all whatsoever. And so I Mm -hmm. think there's a grit that comes um, when you're, you know, from a small town and people underestimate you and your abilities and what you can do. Um, but my family always um, encouraged me, made sure, you know, I grew up around really strong Black women and women of color um, and really always had strong parents, strong family support system that believed in me and my ability mm-hmm. and always made me realize that I didn't have limits to what I could do. Um, and so I think for me, it really helped me to, and, and also I think that's, you know, kind of Austin and I's story of two people who came from small towns where a lot of people might have doubted us, but we, we made our own future. And, and I think more than anything, we want young people to, to see themselves when they look at Austin and I, you know, we're in our early 30s. And so I think to, to be able to see someone as young as he is in his position and as young as second um, leading in a male-dominated want people to have representation in multiple areas. So I think it it definitely helps help, helped us and also grounds us in our work that we continue to do. Right. I'm sm- from a small town. Um, I live in Scranton, so I'm sure mm-hmm. where that is. But yes, I'm absolutely. from Goolsboro up in the Poconos, and I was like one of five Black people at my high school. Mm-hmm. And think. So I think it really can give you just like a really strong background and things mm-hmm. like that. And I, and um, it was just such a different environment to grow up in. Mm-hmm. And I, I know like what it feels like to kind of just be the only person there who was you guys a small town where they relatively mixed or predominantly white. So my, my small was uh, predominantly white um, and I went to to Ringgold High School which is in Monongahela and so you know predominantly uh, white white neighborhood and also my um, graduating high school class was so so not um, a lot of representation when it came to to my teachers and and just people leading um, and you know public higher office when it came to came to my neighborhoods but I think you know one thing my parents always did was made sure that they just exposed us to different things whether it be like after school programming or taking us to Pittsburgh to just see different plays and just different opportunities and so I think while I grew up in a small town I think my family and also them just making sure that I had different opportunities to see people who look like me who were in leadership and so I think that was just so important between my family and just what what they did um for my brother and my sister and I growing up right wow um I just took my daughter to see her first play um mm-hmm. we went for Valentine's Day and we saw Dracula so oh, that, that's awesome. yeah I love I think tells you like plays and um, musicals don't you 
um love i live yeah, for okay, broadway okay. but i will take the local theater as well because sometimes they're even better dare i say yes yes but yes. i have to i want to just say how incredible that is that your parents really advocated for that and made sure to have you around you said strong influences strong women of color Mm -hmm. and just to come full circle and not even full circle because you're in the prime of your life but how incredible is that to to really be able to speak to the influence that your parents gave you and kind of the community they set you up in and now you're doing the same exact thing for like you said for young people for people of all ages but especially for young people to see that you have come from this small town mm-hmm. and now you are literally the second lady of Pennsylvania. Right. No, no, I mean, it means, it means a lot. I think the special moments um, I don't talk about during the campaign was that we had a rally, the, the bus tour that we did, we actually had it um, in my hometown and it was literally right down the street. The place that we had it at was right down the street from my parents' house. Um, and so it was so great to see not only my family come out, but um, one of my old teachers actually saw my babysitter there. And I think it was ah. so such a like full circle moment for me to, you know, be able to the neighborhood community that I grew up in and just let them know that they weren't forgotten. Because I think especially like think of okay well where do we where do we want to make our stops at um when it comes to you know the last campaign trail and there's Mm -hmm. people out there who are voting for you there's democrats out there that are voting for you and i think and it was such it was one of the biggest rallies we ever had um and it was such like such a great opportunity to see you know small like just to not only see the raised me and people who influenced me and poured so much into me but then also just the the thought process of giving back and and caring for the village that cared for you and so oh. I always say like I don't oh my take God. for granted the the place in the space that we're in right now because it was paid for by our family and our grandmothers and our great grandmothers. And so Austin and I, we have a responsibility to make sure that we're doing that for the next generation. Honestly, there's, there's no way that I could put into words, like what, mm-hmm. like kind of the, what the, the process of where we're at right now. Um, and all I can do is just do the best I can to just try to make sure that we make them proud and we make sure that, you know, Austin's not the not the last black lieutenant governor of of Pennsylvania and make sure that the next generation sees a place for them um, and elected office and honestly, wherever they want to be, you know, so. Right. um, So, uh, you know, it's 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 great to see and and just really about it. Yeah, I love that. um, Taking care of the village that. you um that's why i'm i'm currently the commander of goolsboro american legion post 274 and that is one of the reasons why i took on that role is because they raised me you know this little Mm -hmm. tiny village (laughs) that Mm -hmm. i grew up in but you know they me and stuff and when i went into the military and then helped me when i got out and i was broke and everything and so that's why i really want to give back to the community i think that's so important wow that's i like i'm stealing that saying and thank you for your service thank you for your service oh thank you thank you well and like and just to add into that I just feel like anybody can say that right like that sounds Mm -hmm. like a beautiful thing to Mm -hmm. say to give back to the village that gave to you but also to see you showing up and showing out and doing just that and Amber you too like think that 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 speaks volumes of what that phrase actually means like we can say it but we're also doing it so also let's encourage the people around us to do the same thing mm-hmm. and also right. it's possible no matter what color what background whatever the case might be it's mm-hmm. absolutely possible absolutely. so guys what a powerful moment in time yeah. <laughs> to witness so, so i have another like- question oh, Oh, no, I just I'm just curious to know with coming from that coming from a smaller town and then now you're the second lady of Pennsylvania. What does your educational background look like? You did say earlier that you graduated from college, which that's amazing. But um, so what what did you go to school for? What did you go to college for? Um, And kind of where 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 does that kind of play into what you're doing now? Yeah, no, absolutely. So I went to California University of Pennsylvania. It was a state college here um, and graduated with a degree in community 
applications. And it was funny because when I graduated, you know, my plan was uh, my sister and I were, were five years apart. And so my plan was to graduate, move to Atlanta, go be, like be at a, a large Atlanta. marketing firm. And so like that was that was the kind of the, the dream that I had in my head. Um, and but I went to a, um, a small marketing firm in Bridgeville for three years marketing ministries and nonprofit so email marketing outbound just kind of a whole hub of marketing for for organizations um but one thing that kind of always stuck stuck with me is just the value of service um and so i i saw that while i was great at marketing i missed that part of giving back and that that could be a part of my full-time job. And so after um, I was at Marketing Support Network, uh, which is my first job out of college, I went to the Women and Girls Foundation um, and I was the program manager at their program that's it's still around today. It's called Girl Gov, um, but it's for young high school girls. Um, and it's an advocacy program for them to learn about youth organizing, how to use their voice, um, government politics. And really it's, it it got started because of the Pennsylvania at the time was in the lower in terms of serving an elected office. And this was size. So it's a it's a nonpartisan organization and really talking about like you can't you can't be what you can't see. And so how do we make sure that mm. we're pouring into young women at a really young age to talk about how do you use your voice? How do you organize? How do you advocate for issues that are important to you and your community? Um, and so I um, did that for years, um, uh, meant 200 high school girls all throughout Western Pennsylvania. I'm still close with them today. Um, and that was just a program that's still very near and dear to my heart. But then also teaching them about the wage gap and talking to them about equal pay. And so as they, you know, growing up trajectory of life, making sure that they're advocating for themselves and fighting for a fair wage. Um, and then after that, of course, went to Adagio Health and served as, as their director of um, advocacy and community and love the work that I was I was honestly perfectly happy at Adagio Health until the Steelers called and asked me to be their um, director of community relations. And I'm always one of those people. I'm never scared of a challenge. And so I said, you know, I'm you know born and raised in Western Pennsylvania, and it's it just seemed like the the best of both worlds of that I love, which is um, uplifting and supporting our community, um, and then also uh, sports as well too. Um, I played um, I ran track growing up and my brother played basketball so I grew up in a, a really big sports family and I said you know what are way to work with players to help I issues that are important to our community issues that are important to them to really make an impactful change um, so that's kind of the trajectory of my my um, education and just kind of my professional career too wow wow no on this side we are definitely go birds but I, 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 I wasn't going to bring that I, up. I, I, that's, that's too slow. I understand. Well, I knew you guys were from the Philly side. And so I was just like, you know, I was like, I'm always like, go Commonwealth. Yeah, that was me at the Super Bowl. Um, My <laughs> friends asked me. They were like, if you had the opportunity to get a job like with the Pittsburgh Steelers, would you take it? And I I was like, well, yeah. And they were like, I can't believe <laughs> It's okay. There, there are people who work at Steelers who root like other teams are like hey like I grew up in Dallas and so this is kind of like you know ingrained in my soul and it's you know it's the same for a lot of people who are born in Pittsburgh and work <laughs> for other sports teams so so no I can I completely understand all good yeah all good <laughs> so um I was at the inauguration and <laughs> the moments that stood out to me the most um mm -hmm. made me tear up a little bit was when all of the the forum and of faith and prayed and they all mm -hmm. gave different prayers um based on like their faith and their religion that they serve mm -hmm. so i just thought a wonderful moment because we're like there's so many different religions and faiths here in america and i feel like we kind of only focus on one mm -hmm. but doing that you know really showed like you guys are really trying to serve the whole of pennsylvania so my mm -hmm. question faith play a role 
in your in what you do, but also how do you manage faith with the craziness of the evangelicalness mm-hmm. of the GOP? Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a long question. <laughs> uh, for me. <laughs> plays a really big part. So my, um, both of my parents are pastors. Uh, my dad pastors a church. It's a non-denominational church um, out in uh, Manesson, which is a town over from where I grew up. Um, so faith has always uh, played a, a big part for me and, and continues to play a big part in terms of just reading scripture, but then also just staying centered in who I am as a person. Um, but I'm, I'm one of those people, I fully believe that number one, regardless of who you are, who you, who you love, who you pray to, we all do to be seen for our, for our values, um, to, to be just that, to not impose your faith upon anybody else. You deserve to be able to pray to who you pray to. And so um, I think, you know, in times where politics has become so divisive, um, I think people forget what their faith teaches them in the first place, which is to love thy neighbor. And so regardless of who they are, who they pray to, what they look like. Um, and, and my God teaches me to love people. It doesn't teach me to, to impose my faith upon anybody. It teaches me to pray for people and to love them as who they are. Not, and I, one thing my grandmother always told me, nobody has a heaven or hell to put you in. Mm. I feel like for me, like my job is to make sure that people know that we leaders in our community are here to help and support you regardless of who you pray to. And that is not saying um, people who it's, it's disheartening to see people who, um, you know, GOP members say like, you know, this is how you, worship and so, you know, you're not, you're not seen as a, as a full person society and that's and that's not that's not the future that I believe in and so I disregard all of that and so if anything um you know what I tell people is that my my faith is very important to me but I also fully believe and and have friends who are um of different faiths too and so I think that day on on inauguration it was really a moment for us to number one see and respect each other as equals and that's I think what we bring to the table as as an entire team and Josh and Austin do um also we're we're here to support each other right we're here hand in hand and arm in arm you know your destiny is destiny right and we're not going to get it and and and, um you know not respect each other and so I think um you know it was it was a moment that made me tear up as well um and I just hope that pen, the saw that too and really also just saw like saw themselves right saw their faith right. their religion um knew that number one that Josh and Austin and and I are here to serve everybody so right well Blair that actually is very very meaningful to everyone I'm sure but definitely to me as a woman of faith and I Mm -hmm. definitely I am not on the democratic side Mm -hmm. so especially when I hear things like oh the craziness of the evangelical of the GOP Mm -hmm. which I know which I know meant what like certain no that was not that was not a blanket statement it was just a statement about like the the of the DOP who use I think they use evangelicalism in, in the wrong way it's not everybody but that's but they're the ones who are imposing rule on everybody else oh. but that but that's something that I mean like I feel like you know anybody from any religion you can always point out a crazy but I love hearing that you specifically as a woman of faith just really really take that to heart and also feel the weight of having representation and making sure because that's what I'm I think we do I think sometimes the faith conversation can convolute the other side where we have America where it's like listen the whole reason all of us came here (laughs) in the first place was for freedom and I think that like it's beautiful to see that you have such a focus on making sure that everyone is represented and everyone is able to feel accepted and encouraged and to practice their faith or to not practice faith in whatever way that they choose, because ultimately at the end of the day, that's America. Mm -hmm. So, or that's what America should be. That's what America was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So 
like I said, as a woman of faith, hearing that from another woman of faith who is in leadership and also serves so well, it's a really, really special thing to hear. Yeah. So thank you no, for it, all that you do. It yeah. It's so no, beautiful. But... And I think that we need that, you know, we, we need do. people like mm-hmm. you guys. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So I wanted to ask you about how being in such like a powerful relationship, how do you keep what you want to do and kind of like yourself um, process of that? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's honestly taking time for myself, myself, you know, and I think, um, you know, one thing as um, I is just like there's seasons to everything right and I think that, like marriages right there's se- there's seasons to you know the the campaign was a season and just kind of the the, the year of just like being on the campaign track and all of that was a season um, but I think you know one thing that always just grounds me is like keeping passion for what I like being passionate about what I know I'm passionate about and making sure that I have, I carve out that time for me. Um, you know, and my, my career is, is something that's super important to me and something that I love very dearly. Um, and so like a lot of people are just like, Oh, are you leaving? And I was like, no, I'm not leaving at all whatsoever. I, I will still be here at the Steelers. And so I think, um, you know, continuing to, um, advocate for and, um, keep my career, but then just also just taking like time for myself right just you know I, I was able to go out to um, um, NFL honors um, around the Super Bowl um, and I you know just went out to just not only work but also my four-month-year-old niece and so just spending time with family and also just t- kind of t- meditate and check in with myself um, and you know just just really thinking about like new activities I try so I'm like taking a new pottery class because I was like I need to have some outside right. <laughs> that yeah. completely that is completely you know not work related not you know politics campaign related that's just something for me and so I think it's just like regardless of you know where you're at in life or if you're married or single just making sure that you just take space for yourself right? and so I you know Austin and I like you know before we were dating like it was just the it's us right and we need to make sure that who we are as people and as individuals are are fulfilled right and so I think that's just something that's always important to me and uh, my mom continues to ask me that like every day like are you taking time are you taking care of Blair right because I really I realize that you know if I take care of myself I can't pour out to the people that I love and the things that I love. Um, and so I need to remember the, um, you know, focus and energy and pour it into um, so that, so I can do that. I think it's just, you know, just taking time for yourselves and, you know, um, you know, sometimes it's good, it's good to have se- separate worlds too. So it's like, right. you know, I tell people like at work, they're like, do we call you second lady? I was like, no, you call me Blair. Blair for, <laughs> for, for, for things, And so that'll do. So, yeah. Right. Well, no, I think it, that's I hard. <laughs> oh, it is. It's got to be hard. Well, especially yeah. when it's a power, powerful relationship like that. But I don't, I know assumptions are really bad to make, but I'm just listening to the very beginning of kind of your journey and also hearing this. I have two assumptions and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. First assumption. I also feel like maybe I'm going out on a limb. So tell me if I'm wrong. You really can. <laughs> I feel like when he felt a little... <laughs> are very nervous to kind of approach you and leave his number and try to to see what could happen with you. I wonder if he also saw that you would be a match. Like this was not yeah. going to be just some like flash in the pan. Like this is a woman of power. This is a dynamic woman. And I really am putting myself out there to pursue her. Do you agree? Yeah, no, I, we always talk and laugh because it was like, right, like, usually people after college, like, you know, you like go everything like that. And it was okay. Like, this is like the like the one. So Austin and I talk. All right. Time it was yeah. like, we thought we were both going to date like more after college. And then it was just like, no, immediately, like you found your person. So I think it was definitely for, for both of us, like we've met our match. 
Um, he so saw, he like it. saw yeah. you. Yeah. And yeah. then, okay. And so then the second thing that I'm wondering if this plays into it. Uh, so in my faith, they, it's, it's taught that service, like living a life of humility and mm-hmm. serving mm-hmm. a lot actually really lifts you up mm-hmm. in so many different ways that might not be obvious to the naked eye or what's most popular. Mm -hmm. Do you also feel that both of you having such a passion to radically serve Mm -hmm. brings you to a place where there's also just a radical mutual respect? Absolutely. I think, you know, what we say in my faith is um, faith without works is dead. So we have, I I have, I have faith (laughs) community will get better, but if I don't do the work to make sure that it is getting better, then it's all not right so I think that we we both have you know that intention when when it comes to our work right and it's like you know closed mouths don't get fed so we are going to speak up and we're going to talk about these issues that that affect us and we're also going to work to make sure that we're solving the problem or the the space where the problem can be solved Uh, and also bringing other people along with us too and think that you know that that urgency of just now is something that that both of us bring but I think one thing that Austin and I oh we have to remember to pace because of like we're 33 like 33 right like we got we got we're we're really young and so I um we we take time sometimes to make sure that we're taking a step back to just remember that we're we're young and and we have uh a, a long, long life ahead of us. Um, and so it's, it's exciting to see, but we also want to make sure that, you know, we're just, we're taking time in the moment. Sometimes I feel like sometimes it's hard for people to take time in the moment to just realize where you're at. Um, and, and, and also realize like this time will never come again. Right. And so to bask right. it through. Um, and so I feel like for, for him and for us, cause Austin's one thing I love about him, he's like a hit the ground run and he is ready to go. Um, and so I always tell him, like, take take a moment to just realize and be where you're at right now. Um, and so I think that's something that we really try to make sure that we do along this process. Right. Wow. That was such a good question. <laughs> yes. Like I said, there will be no dipping of toes in this conversation. <laughs> We're just going all right. the way. No, absolutely. Um, what do you, f- you being the a black second lady like what impact do you feel like that has just in itself um you know i think i think it makes an impact of just young girls and women of color to be able to just you know see themselves in this position right like you know i mean one thing i'm i'm really excited about is like i'm getting braids in a couple of weeks right and so i think just like small things that like mm. i think sometimes people might take for granted of right it's just like like seeing a a black woman with braids in a leadership position, right? Just like, you know, Michelle Obama when she did her Yeah, she tour. said she and didn't wear braids in the White House. Exactly. And so things that like that that are part of our, our culture and just um, letting young girls know and just women in general know, like bring your full self of who you are to, to everything that you do. Like I, you know, I don't shy away from growing up in a small town. I don't shy away um, I don't shy away from, you know, I'm really proud of my career. I don't shy away from any of that at all. Um, but then also talking about issues that, you know, maternal mortality, um, there's no reason oh, yes. why Black women should be dying and, and more in childbirth. Yes. And like, so I think issues that are important to me um, and to um, to people who, who look like me and being able to elevate that um, and talk about that when we talk about the wage gap, talking about, you know, there's a percentage that white women make and then there's a percentage that black women make and women need to have an understanding of that. We also need to have an understanding of those disparities. Um, talking about things like, you know, like I said, healthcare, equal pay, um, you know, paid family leave, so many things that are important to our world right now. Um, and just really being able to not only speak to that from somebody on that work, but also somebody who experiences that as well too experiences those pains and also is able to speak from a lived experience too right because i think representation is so important but then also being able to speak to and experience experiences that you have and just honestly like fear like fears that you have too right so 
um, you know, I think, I think that's, that's what I'm, I'm most excited about. And just to honestly, just, you know, I, I create my own path. And so just to, to be myself, um, and, and hopefully for, for people to also, to see themselves in that as well. Right. The black maternal death rate is something mm-hmm. that is a violent passion of mine, because mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely disgusting that mm-hmm. nothing's being done. And, and Ava talk about it last Black History Month. Um, I pre- did a presentation for my university, and the sad part was how many that from people who just never heard that, like they just never right. knew mm-hmm. that at all, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I remember hearing Kamala Harris talk about it, and that was the first time I really heard like a politician in a real big forum even mm-hmm. speak on it and mention it. So like, definitely something that is um important but I wanted to find out when you brought up like wearing your hair and braids and things like Mm -hmm. that how do you Mm -hmm. like fashion as a black woman Mm -hmm. how like navigating that um I worked in in an office before felt like there was pressure for me to dress a certain way or do my hair a certain way look a certain way I didn't Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. um it definitely that so how Mm -hmm. do you just like be yourself um in that and and navigate that space yeah no I think um you know I think that's that's kind of just always been been me and I think um honestly I feel like it's just you know I I give a lot of credit to my mom because she put like so much confidence in me and and my sister um and I just I I just don't shy away from from who I am like that like this is what it is like take take it or leave it right I I also feel like just having the confidence in yourself of knowing who you are and knowing your worth and your ability to. Um, and I, listen, I love being a black woman. It is the best superpower ever. So I feel like, you know, who I am, my hair, um, it's all a part of what makes me me um, and and not shying away. I think, you know, um, my kind of my my fashion, anything like that, it's uh, it, it varies sometimes. Um, one thing that has always stuck with me, though, really from like college on is I love a blazer. And so I will rock a, a rock a good blazer any single day with some jeans. Yes. And it's just, and if it's in the middle, if it's uh, fall, I will have a scarf on too. So I think, um, <laughs> you know, just honestly, like, I feel like, m- like my style is just like always evolving. Like, um, one of the places that I, I absolutely love, especially if, if we're going out to a gala, I always use Rent the Runway because it's it's super yes. easy. So if you haven't used it, I highly suggest that you do. I um, highly suggest you guys use it. It's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also adds into sustainability too. So I think, um, you know, those things are important to me. But then, you know, I um, also am a good like games person, which is a very, <laughs> I don't know, I don't think games, but it. Um, yeah we have a games cool. here okay perfect so it's like great because they have places from like different items and at, it's at a reduced price and so um like i love games dearly but i also like love express as well too um and asos is um also like one of my favorite sites so i think my style is like it it always evolved and um i work in sports so sometimes you'll just honestly see me in a a great suit and table tennis shoes you know, or just like a pair of Jordans, like have a pair of black and yellow Jordans. So I think um, it's just, you know, kind of, I feel like my style continues to evolve. And, you know, I think more than anything is like, as long as I feel comfortable and confident on what I'm wearing, that's all that matters. So. Right. Something that I actually loved about Chelsea um, when we were in high was that she, I loved how everything? she everything. You mean everything? Her, besides everything. <laughs> was that she was just really herself and what she wore and doing her hair the bigger the hair closer to god amen amen Um, (laughs) and presented herself to people with just a level of confidence in her style and stuff and Mm -hmm. um yeah i just i really just love that and figuring out you know on our style journeys of what we like and what we don't Mm-hmm. I don't care if people other people like you know because right. I think that it kind of takes a while to get that out your head of like well I think this is cute for our um you know right um, and I think that's right, a, with a process too of just like kind of like like kind of where you are like I wish I was as confident 
because I am now in my early 20s, right? It's just oh, right. me too. <laughs> right? like, it's, just, it's just a process. Like if I could tell my like 15 year old self so many things, like, I'm like, you know, it'd be a completely different world. But I think it's just a process of growing as a person, as a human being. Um, and just honestly, just like being like, you know, world, this is me. And if, if it's not good enough for you, I don't know what to tell you. Right. You know. <laughs> hey. Right. No, so piggybacking off of that, do you have any influences that you would say that are your more your fashion influences? Oh, oh gosh. You know, I'm I'm an avid scroller on Instagram and so some like things that just pop up and I don't I don't have any direct names, but it'll just be like cute outfits that people pick out at Target or it'll be like a like yeah. like cute outfit that I can find those outfits that's find them people <laughs> it cannot it is not at my walmart okay it is not it's not it's like it's the cutest outfit i'm just like, like yeah what, what walmart what is, is this, this? what is this um but i just you know i feel um there's one um she's a she's not a designer but she's a stylist and her name is Ger germany g um and so i follow her um she actually um uh She's a stylist for as our wedding photographer, um, and she she she's amazing stuff. And so I I follow her, and just a lot of like the Amazon designers. Um, that there's like the Amazon Spotlight for like new designs. Yeah. So, um, I love like Target has like I feel like in the past maybe a couple months they just um whole bunch of new young black designers and so that's great to see so yes honestly, i am a fan of that <laughs> yeah so anything that like honestly kind of pulls up through through my feed um is is really kind of kind of how it goes from there so i wish i could give more of a direct answer on that no so i feel like you're you giving a relatable boots? answer the, have wait, you seen the, the red boots the red oh boots. gosh what Blair, Blair. <laughs> You know, uh, to, each, to each their own like if you, you know that's that was you that's a beautiful way to put it because you know what i could have said worse <laughs> if that's what people you know go ahead you will not see them on me um period that's what if that's what people want to rock hey to each their own you know and so okay <laughs> okay I'm just... I, all, all i all i want to say is that amber sent me a screenshot of those red boots and that they also come in pink and my actual <laughs> reply and this is a quote dot 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 right <laughs> the end right i was like i i i can't even i, I have no words yeah I, when i saw it I was just like so this is serious so we're serious okay great right Good to know. so <laughs> this is what we're going with right. okay okay you know what it's an interesting time to be alive <laughs> right, right no, and what a time what look <laughs> right if right. somebody wants to gift me the pink pair of boots, I'm fine. They're sold out like everywhere, and they're also three hundred fifty dollars. But besides oh, that, there's for some rubber, for some red rubber. <laughs> yeah. I I can't. If you really try, you could probably make those at home. If you really tried, if you really <laughs> yeah. tried, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh yeah, if yeah. you got a mold, you could definitely Absolutely. probably make some with Absolutely. that. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it was hailing today. Like I, an economic choice for the weather. That is in NEPA. Amber, <laughs> what? <laughs> we have fun. known each other um, and been friends, best friends since we were four years old. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, yep. So, have you ever heard of a town called Wrightstown, New Jersey? Probably I'm, not. That's I'm where not. we're also from—a small town. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I forgot. I was tiny. You can't go um, wrong in Wrightstown, okay? <laughs> I miss Wawa. <laughs> period so what do you feel like the impact of fashion has on politics in general and then like specifically by being a black woman in politics yes yeah, in general it can make uh especially for women it can make like a huge like a huge huge impact um but also sometimes like, i feel like it just can be like so unfair right like i mean mm. i'm just like you know how many times are we going to go through or just ha see articles on suits that I mean, like even when like Hillary was in office, right? And just like even like you know VP Kamala, right? So I think it can be very unfair when it's just like you know nobody's th nobody's thinking about or writing an article on like what Austin is wearing one day, right? I feel like it can be, right. Um, I feel like it can be it can be 
awesome but then sometimes it just also makes me mad of just like the sexism that comes to when you're a woman in office um but I feel like you know it's it's also a space of just feeling em empowering yourself as well of just you know how how you want to be seen and just how you want your fashion to be a reflection of your personality um so I feel you know there's great things but it's also you know it's you know everybody loves to have an opinion and critique too but right. um I, I think for for me I always like tell myself like if I feel good and confident when I'm wearing it I love it that's 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 all that matters so right well I think that your husband can dress like oh, they can dress yes. Yes, on the so. bus tour and stuff I was yes. like okay with the cuff jeans I'm here for it guys right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> So it was always so funny because like Austin, uh, like I, it, I always told him, I was just like, put on your sunglasses, especially if it's sunny outside and you're giving a stump speech. I just, it's just like, so awesome. I'm just like, yeah, babe. So I feel no, right. for sure. Cause like their, their, their fashion is good. And Austin in, in his suits, he looks, uh, I always tell him like, you know, just get different pocket squares. So no, we definitely have a, a fashionable crew, uh, with our, our new admission. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that t d um, goes for you guys' ages, too, as well, because, mm -hmm. um, you know, you got really into fashion and things like that. And I think just a lot of politicians are older and mm -hmm. um, that's just not really like priority for them. But I think that you guys being not just political role models and life role models, but also just mm -hmm. fashion role models, because I yeah. love scrolling at the pictures of you guys um stopping for different speeches and stuff and honestly seeing what everybody was wearing so yeah. no no for sure well I'm, ha I'm happy that people enjoy it. i love like i love like shopping and i feel like sometimes that's a problem for me um <laughs> but i feel like it's just like you know it's just like it's good to like express yourself and 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 feeling like you're using fashion to do that too yes um, and you know i feel like that's you know something that's just i i lo like i love um as i say it can be a problem too at the same time because yeah love yeah shopping. um but but yeah no definitely definitely added just like us being younger um and just you know just adding another element yeah and when you're in a public eye i mean chelsea works are you an esthetician is that the proper no thing? i'm not an esthetician i work with estheticians i'm a business so, con business consultant she is a business guys and i'm over here crying because i really just would love her to do mine but <laughs> she is in like the public sees her all the time too me uh -huh. um in my life being in a public eye as well so it's just such a big part of our life and yeah. our how we present ourselves to the world too mm -hmm. and I think it's important yeah no absolutely absolutely and it's uh I always like we so I have this joke at work because I'm just like when it's in the middle of the season it can be like super stressful like people always ask me like Blair how are you doing and I always say like well it depends on how many eyelashes I have right now at the time right. so if I have, exactly if exactly. I have if I like all my eyelash extensions and I'm okay if I have just like <laughs> one just hanging out there in the wind then it's just like it's, just, it's crazy because you know I haven't had time to go get my eyelashes done so right you and know, that's I had to cancel my, my nail appointment 12 times and now I'm just out here basically naked on my eyes right exactly literally literally oh my um, god no for real like <laughs> seriously <laughs> all right so Chelsea do you have any a last question that you would like to ask so I don't have any further questions, but I do <clears throat> want to say I I was literally thinking like, oh, my goodness, I, I want to wish you the best. But I'm like, I don't even feel as though that's necessary. I just want to encourage you to continue to do what you're doing and be the powerhouse that you are. Because, again, I just your your passion rooted in service and just showing up for the community the way that you do. And even the the role that you're playing in young girls and just encouraging them, being their mentor, but also speaking to things like the wage gap and standing up for yourself. And this is how to make sure that you get a fair wage and things like that. I just I can't say enough other than I just I know that you are going to rock this position. I know that um, your husband will as well. And I just I can't wait to see all that you do. So just keep doing what you're doing. It's it's truly truly an honor to talk to you you are dynamic no thank you so much thank you so much and thanks for having me really enjoy the car absolutely i just want to say too that i i really live 
being a servant leader and finally having leadership that lives by those same principles and, and things is really such an inspiration. And as Chelsea said, it can really fill you up as well when you're giving back to the community. And I think something that we need right now is kindness and empathy. And Amen. I think that being a, a servant leader and really helping people kind of really, really shows that. So thank you so much. And you have one last thought, anything you would like to say? Um, no, I think just first, thank you both so much for a, for a really fun evening and a fun podcast. We both pushed through. And so, um, I think, uh, I'm trying to think last, uh, so one thing I always tell people, regardless of what they're going through, um, and it's one of my favorite quotes and I don't, I don't know who it's from, um, but it says a storm runs out of rain. And so I would just encourage anyone who that if you're going through something right now, just know that there's brighter days ahead um, and everything's going to be okay. Oh, oh wow. I, yeah, I second that. Amen. Well, thank you everyone for joining us on this episode of Politics But Make It Fashion. Come interview us with us. Thank you so much, Blair, for being with us here. Thank you, Chelsea. Um, you guys can find us on a brand new episode every week. We drop Wednesday, so it should hit wherever you listen by midnight and we'll chat bye bye thanks for listening to politics but make it fashion before we go show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a review on apple podcasts if you like what you hear click that listener support button then Stay tuned for next week's all-new episode wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening to Politics But Make It Fashion. My website is www.amberviola.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Amber underscore underscore Viola on Facebook, Amber Viola, or you can follow me on Twitter at Queen Black. That's Q-U-E-E-N-B-L-A-Q-U. Chat soon.